The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. We're back for another exciting episode of the Health Heroes Show. And we today are at GMP Studios uh, off East Burnside here in Portland. This is our new podcast studio. Check it out. It's pretty nice for those of you on YouTube. Um, today, um, very fortunate to have our rap artist, third twin, Roy Moore here. Roy, thanks for being here, brother. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, I'm it's exciting. Yeah. 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 And you're not just a rap artist. I'm you do man. more. You're a community outreach supervisor for the mayor's office of violence prevention. I am. I am. Yeah, I do a lot of work in the community. So, yeah, it keeps me busy. Man, you got a lot of stuff going on. I do, I do. Well, I try to, I try to do a lot for the community, so I gotta, yeah. Yeah, I gotta keep it like that. That's good. Well, I hope we can get into all this stuff. So, as a rap artist, you actually have a lot of accolades. Um, you got this video entitled "Honesty," and for those of you listening, you should go check it out on YouTube. It's awesome. It won a whole bunch of international awards, and it did. yeah, it did. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, "Honesty" was a video that I did um, with with the group that we're working with right now so it's a video i'm really proud of and um you know i've been rapping in portland a long time for like 20 years now tim so mm-hmm. when i made this video um you know i was excited for what it could what it could do and and, and we submitted it to a lot of um award shows and we won a few so, <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah 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 across the country new york even out of the, out of the country in nigeria mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah cool so. So before we get into your um, rap artist lifestyle, okay. past and present, okay. why don't we get into what you're doing now as a community outreach supervisor? How did you get into that work? Well, you know, I come from the community, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm an ex-gang member, and we'll go more into my story. I'm an ex-drug addict, and so, uh, you know, what I wanted to do is I wanted to help people who were going through the same things that I was going through. So I landed the job with a POIC, which uh, is contracted to the mayor's office of violence prevention. And so, um, ex-gang member, like I said, we're going to talk, talk about my past. I'm an ex-gang member, so it was fitting that I work with that population. So, um, I got into doing that. I was a street-level gang um, outreach worker. And then from there, um, I became the supervisor and the coordinator of Healing Hurt People. And what happens is, uh, anytime a person of color comes into the hospital suffering from community violence, I come in to advocate for them, to support the family through that traumatic event. Like I said, I'm an ex-gang member, but I'm also... Um, a victim of gun violence, so I'm able to, uh, you know, help people in the community that are going through that, through that traumatic event, through my lived experience, and so um, it's rewarding. But I also get to give back to a community that I took so much from. So probably yeah. feels like super amazing when you get home after you've helped people. I mean, probably exhausting, but at the same time, so rewarding when you're sitting there helping people. You probably see yourself in a lot of these people. I would imagine. I do, I do, and um, you know, it's. It's living vicarious to them, so it's it's kind of vicarious trauma that I, I go through, mm-hmm. but it is rewarding. And, you know, because I, I know what it's like to be sitting in that hospital, and you have officers, you have, uh, you know, nurses, everybody asking you questions. They're trying to find something out. And sometimes all you need is just for somebody to say, what do you need? How can I help you? So it's very rewarding when you see somebody, you know, you know, calm down, and, you know, during that traumatic event, you see the, you know, the eyes kind of calm, 
and to be there through him. It, it is. It's amazing. And it helps me more than it helps him, to be honest. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. I get that in my work all the time. I, I'm always I'm trying to help people with their health, and it just keeps me on point. Yeah. It ma- makes me want to get better, mm-hmm. inspires me. When yeah. I see other people change, dude, yeah. like, that's it, man. People are changing. I'm like, I, I gotta, I'm going to keep going. I mean, I love myself so much now, but in the beginning, it was, it was, um, you know, I did it for somebody else. Right, yeah. right. And it's the same thing with my work. It's like you see somebody who's caught up in that lifestyle, and they think they don't have a way out. But it's like, I made it through, and I can help you with that. And, and when you're stuck in that, that, that vicious cycle, it seems like, you, you know, it won't end. Yeah. And so I know um, it helped for me to see people come back and try to help me. Even though I wasn't willing to take the help at the time, I know that um, it gave me some hope when I seen somebody yeah. that made it through that, you know. So, like, just like you, yeah, it's, uh, it helps me a lot because yeah. I have to stay on point. Yeah. You know, I have to make sure that my mental health and, and that um, I, I'm doing what, it, you know, what I have to do to take care of myself to help these people. Right. You know. So I've been living in Portland off, off and on since 1991. Okay. I used to come down here after like college baseball and then because there was no summer leagues anymore. Right. Where are you from originally? LeGrand. Le Grand. Okay, that's right. That's it's right. a little bedroom community up in the mountains. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It gets cold. Real, I, I, cold. I, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's up in the mountains. You know? Right, yeah. 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 So, um, and you know, you're talking about gangs and stuff and I've been living down here. I don't think I've ever seen a gang in Portland. When you think of gangs, you think of like LA, Chicago. And, right. But um, how 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 big are the gangs here? I mean, how many people? How many members? I mean, I have no idea. Well, actually, you know, we we you know we, we have a pretty bad gang problem, and unfortunately, really? right now we're seeing a spike in activities um, with shootings. Um, we're up three hundred and sixty percent increase from last year, mm. and so here in Portland we adopted the California gangs, and so there's only like four gangs that originated here, and sadly enough. You know, I think we're only five. Don't quote me on this. Five or uh, five or six percent black, but it affects our community the worst. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, unfortunately, um, I have a lot of job security because it's a problem right now. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, I know alcohol sales is up three hundred percent. Yeah. This whole COVID deal. Oh yeah, of course. Of yeah. Course. And 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 that's uh, one of the, what we're finding out is one of the driving forces of the uptick in violence that we're seeing. Yeah. COVID. Um, people being stuck in the house as well as social media and you know even the protests because you know the, the movement that's going on people feel liberated but they're also angry so you know you need an outlet for that anger and yeah unfortunately we're seeing it um you know happen in our communities so what's a day in the life of Roy Moore look like as a community outreach supervisor what do you well my office is over at the North Precinct mm-hmm. um the one that was actually um, just damaged during one of the protests. So um, I do a lot of work with uh, the DA's office, um, officers. So uh, I get referrals also through parole and probation. So it's a lot of, you know, home visits, reaching out to people, uh, meeting with probation officers of people who are on paper and trying to help them change their lives and showing up to the hospital to help with families and being in the community. Are there other outreach supervisors that weren't previous gang members? Yeah, of course. I think... You know, naturally people hear that and, well, it's evidence-based that, you know, credible messengers do the most effective work, Yeah. you know, but it's not a criteria, you know, because if you, if you want to help somebody, you know, put your foot on They'll the feel it. They'll feel it. They don't it. need to see your tats. Right, right. It helps. Right. It yeah. helps, you know, yeah. that you can, they can relate to you and they, they respect what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That helps a lot, but it's definitely not a criteria. Yeah. You know? And I encourage people all the time to ask me, how can I help? And, you know, I don't know nothing about that life. I was like, well, you know about people, right? 
You don't like to see <laughs> people suffer, do you? Mm-hmm. And you want to help, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, then you can do this work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, with uh, military veterans suffering from post-traumatic stress, yeah. one of the things in the protocols is that they hang out and talk with other military veterans with post-traumatic stress and yeah. get help from people because they're more, more to, they open up. That's what it boils down to, and they have a hard time doing that. Yeah. Especially about emotions because the military trains them to push them down. I bet, bet the gangs is kind of the same thing. It's just like you become numb emotionally, and then they use drugs and stuff like that. The numbing process continues. Yeah. And I want to get into that today about addiction. So I'd like to talk to be a lot about um, addiction today because it's um, it's a really it's a big problem out there today. Yeah. Major, not just with street drugs, but with pharmaceutical drugs too, opiates and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure you're seeing that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, you know, it plays our communities, and, and it's definitely, it's a pandemic in itself, to be honest, you know. Yeah, totally. And if I heard something like two-thirds of, like, one of these opiate drugs is sold on the street more than it's prescribed, like yeah. two times as much. And the sad part it's about like, it. that? How do they, people get their hands on this stuff? Well, it's, it's you know, it's a lot of it's man-made with fentanyl, so a lot of people are overdosing. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a problem that's. I see it in my work every day, and, you know, that's something dear to my heart because, you know, that's something that I overcame. So. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, well, let's get into the story behind Roy Moore, Third Twin, um, all these awards and all this stuff, that, okay. and what got you to where you are today helping all these people in the community. We'll be right back. When I wake up in the morning, I ask myself, how am I going to nourish myself today? That's where Green 85 has made that an easy task. Packed full with nutrient-dense, quality ingredients, it ensures me that I'm starting my day off right. Green 85. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Okay, Health Heroes, we're back. It's Tim James again with my guest, Roy Moore, third twin, rap artist, community outreach supervisor. He does it all. Uh, Roy, um, thanks for filling me in on like what you're doing for a living right now and how you're really helping the communities and helping the gang members transform themselves. And, and um, it's pretty awesome stuff. You're, doing, you're really doing God's work there, brother. I appreciate that. So Thank now you. I want to get back into some of the, the juicy stuff. Like, oh, here we go. right, it's the juicy stuff, like the story behind Roy Moore in this honesty video. So why don't you just launch into it? Um, well, yeah, like I said, I've been rapping in Portland a long time. And, um, you know, um, I had walked away from rapping for a long time. Yeah. And um, my best friend, he's actually a Thorn City Syndicate is our label. He also works with Gaddis uh, Productions, uh, the ones who help us do this uh, podcast. And uh, he came to me and he kind of tricked me. He was like, hey, I just want to hear some of your music because I was done rapping. Mm-hmm. And so he said, I'll pay for you to do three songs. And so, you know, he must have knew something I didn't know because after I got in the studio and do, started doing those three songs, yeah, the bug hit, you know, mm-hmm. the juices start flowing. And that's when we start working on the project. And um, one of the songs was Honesty. And the song is so compelling and it's, uh, you know, it's such a deep story that we were like, we got to get some visuals for this. And so we kind of went all out on the visuals and, and, and we did the... Um, we made the video and 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 it kind of took off. It's, you know, I've been to New York, we've been um, to Missouri, um, you know, L.A., uh, a lot of places performing um, for this project, and 
and yeah, just really, really proud of of the noise that it's made, you know, yeah. online and um, and as far as the sales that we have. Yeah, you were kind of a big deal. I mean, I the Sam Goodies, that big record store, like you were number three behind Eminem and Britney Spears at the time. Yeah, that's well, a pretty big deal with the group you were in. It was. It's one of my proudest moments. We uh, we were a group called Pros and Cons, and we were the highest selling local rap artists in Portland of mm-hmm. all time. And yeah. and we have a a venue here called the Roseland. And to this day, we're still the only local group to sell it out twice in a row. Mm. So yeah, we were pretty big. And then that um, that led to me being signed to Universal. So I was signed to Universal Records for about a year and a half. Lived in Atlanta. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out. Um, you know, I was young and, and I think maybe it, it was for the best cause I may not have been able to handle it. And so, um, end up coming back home and, and start working locally and, yeah. and, and doing my thing here. So what happened? Cause again, the, the focus I want to get today, cause there's so many people out there dealing with the drug addictions. How did you get into drugs and how, how did you get out? Um, well, you know, part of my testimony is that, uh, you know, I, I joke, I say that, uh, my first, uh, drug treatment was the incubator that I spent the first six months of my life in because I was born drug affected. Whoa. Both of my parents were heroin addicts. So it's a, it's a disease that has affected my family, you know, plagued my family, you know, for generations. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, and I fell right into it, you know, and it came with the fast lifestyle, you know, the music, and it was all fun and games back then. But after it didn't work out with Universal Records, I started, you know, kind of, you know, diving into the bottle a little more, um, and then once I got a hold of prescription pills, it just took me for a whirlwind. And uh, I was addicted to prescription pills for a little over 17 years. Whoa. Yeah. What kind of pills? Um, you know, Oxycontin. Yeah. Uh, morphine. Uh, Vicodins. Yeah. How do you get your hands on that stuff? Is black market for that? Black market, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, a lot of, you know, working with doctors, you know, faking a lot of injuries. Um, you know, so you're uh, an actor too. Forgot to mention that. Actor too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you have to be living that lifestyle, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it was just a dark period, and um, it was really bad for my health. Um, you know, I was in a really dark place, um, and this disease, like I said, it plagues my family. My brother OD from prescription pills, 2012, and then my mom OD'd uh, in 2008, and she lost oxygen to her brain, and never was the same, and ended up dying from that. So it's something that, uh, like I said, it just took over my family. And after my brother died, it was my first chance at trying to, you know, address that issue. But it was just too strong. Um, and it kind of spiraled me down into a deeper hole and, you know, alcoholism, drugs. And I ended up trying meth. Yeah. And I was, I was doing meth for a year. Yeah. That's some pretty hardcore shit. It right is. There. It yeah. is. It is. Pretty hardcore. Now, there was also, um, I remember there was like a tragic event. You had like a, a best friend of yours. It was like a football star. Yeah. And why don't you tell us how what happened there? Well, you know, like we talked about earlier, I used to be, uh, you know, I was involved in gangs. Mm-hmm. And um, he was the number one quarterback in uh, in the state of, uh, well, in the city of Portland. Vincent High School. It was uh, the day after our prom night. Um, and he came over and we were sitting in front of my house, um, you know, smoking weed. Yeah. And, um a rival gang member came came to my house and shot my house up, thinking he was somebody specifically, and um, yeah, he, he killed him. And and, and I at, when I look back on that, that was probably um, one of the one of the things that really kind of got me. It was just marijuana, but I start suppressing feelings heavily into marijuana and drinking at eighteen. Yeah. So yeah, and I and I suffer from P- PTSD from that. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's like a close friend of yours, right? I mean, like one of my best friends. Your best friends. One of my best friends, and he died in my arms. Yeah, I, I had I 
had to watch him take his last breath. Yeah. You know, I've seen some people die, but, you know, like, it's right in front of my face, but, like, having, just imagining, like, somebody like that. I'm like, the closest thing for me is, like, when I lost my little brother. He was already dead when I got there, but, you know what I mean? It, it, you know, he went to the hospital, and then he was out of town or whatever. But And that was that was hard, just seeing his body laying there. I couldn't imagine going through that and then maybe feeling the guilt that, like, that I brought this to this event when it, when it you know. Yeah. When I, it, when it, what I've learned now, I mean, did you feel that? Oh, totally. Um, that's the reason for the alcohol. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I had a lot of guilt and shame around that. And his uh, all our friends, you know, all our friends stopped talking to me because they blamed me. Uh, his mom blamed me mm-hmm. and uh, his family. So I had a lot of guilt and shame around that for many years. And, you know, and wasn't able to address that guilt and shame up until recently when I started working on myself. And, yeah. Uh, you know, really doing some, some therapy around, you know, what makes Roy ticks and, and how to fix myself. Or try to fix myself. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one thing that I've learned is that, like, I have some people in my life um, uh, that I'll leave unnamed, but they're very important to me. Some of the most important people in the world, and you know, I want to, I like want to change them with their health, right? Mm-hmm. I want because I, you know, I've learned how to, I learned all this stuff. I learned how to change my biochemistry, get healthy again and fit, yeah. and I want that for them, but they don't want it for themselves. And this person I'm talking about is be, uh, is completely against drugs, mm. but has become a prescription drug addict for pain because mm-hmm. they haven't taken care of their body. Mm-hmm. And I get to, I, I'm watching them suffer every single day, and I'm just like, I tried all these different angles. Do this, try this, do this, do this. And, you know, I tried being mean and nice and happy and, you know, everything, mm-hmm. all the spectrums of emotions. Nothing works. And then I finally learned through uh, my spiritual practice, which has been recent in the last few years, okay. that... People come here to this planet, this experience. You know, we're all connected to God, right? Yes. We're all part of that whole thing. So when we come down here, this is a physical experience. This is a chance to do what we what we want to do. And maybe that person is doing exactly what they wanted to do. Maybe on a higher hmm. plane, they came down here, or however you want to put it, yeah. to create that experience, to create contrast for us, because that's what they wanted to do. Wow. So I'm now I look at this person, I'm like, wow, they're like a saint on a higher plane. He's, they're coming down here and they're going through so much pain and so much suffering. And what does that do for people like us that are, that are left behind, right. you know, that are still here? Mm-hmm. Like it either spirals you down or it motivates you like crazy. And Very for true. me, it motivates me. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. they came here. They served their purpose. They did exactly what they wanted. And it's, it's weird because, like, I had a f- really good friend of mine, and she got in a car accident, and she, wow. hit, she hit a bicycler. Wow. And she called me crying, and, and I helped her settle down. He's like, is he dead? Is he okay? Where is he at? And he's fine, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I'm just freaking out. And, then I, and after it was all settled down, then a couple days later, I said, you know you manifested that. Wow. Like, you hit that person because you manifest it. So we have to take full responsibility for everything in our life. So yeah. even though it's, it might be a weird thing to say, and if the parents are listening of your, of your buddy that died, it's, I'm, I'm not saying this like it's like his fault, but he created that experience for himself. That's what he wanted to do. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened. <clears throat> everything in life I've seen happens for a reason other than what happened. Maybe what he wanted to do was create so, so much inspiration to change all of us and to make you the man that you are today. It's going out and changing lives. Wow. He's a big part of that, probably. I believe he might be. And, yeah. you know, it's funny you say that because I often think of my brother, um, that he sac- he took the ultimate sacrifice 
for mm-hmm. me to clean up my life because I was headed down the same path yeah. he was. And it's funny because everybody was worried about me and my older brother. And, you know, he he, he was successful. He yeah. had lived a good life and nobody even worried about him. Yeah. So it was quite a shock when he OD'd and, and passed right. away. So a lot of times I think, you know, maybe he sacrificed himself so me and my brother can change ours because both of us now have changed our lives and are living a lot healthier. So that's, that's awesome. say that, man. It's along the same lines. Yeah. And I have to hope that. I have to think that. Well, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's just right. that's... I, I, not only do I believe it, I mean, I feel it in my core now because I've been paying attention to things in a different, wow. different light. Mm-hmm. And I, I, already, I, I know that that's the truth. I know wow. it says he came down, he served his purpose, just like my little brother did when he died. Mm. You know, mm. there's no reason for him to die. He's healthy. He's got two little girls in the oven. He's a great guy. He doesn't drink or smoke or do any of these things. Wow. And he dies in a mountain biking accident. And all of a sudden, I'm like crying for six months. He's... You know, he's gone. Where's Troy? We can't do our stuff together. I'm mad. I'm, instead of punching walls, I learned to punch the bed because it doesn't, you know, you don't mess up your knuckles. Yeah. And you don't mess up the house. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to break things when I'd get frustrated, stuff like that. Imagine. And then I learned to not do that. And um, and it, 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 I finally realized that he's, you know, he's happy as a clam. And so so is your friend. They're, they're looking right. down on us right now. It's like, just keep going that's the reason why I did what I did right right yeah, you know yeah. there you go served up on a silver platter now go kick ass right and it, and it affected me and he's the inspiration for a lot of stuff I do so mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty amazing. interesting right it is it is yeah it's it pretty is. cool alright we're going to take a quick break and when we come back um, we're going to get into kind of how you got out of the addiction and then okay. what you're doing today to further your health and your happiness and, and transform lives we'll be right back This is Pat Militech, former UFC champion and UFC Hall of Famer. My life is hectic. I did a show, finished at midnight in Minnesota, drove four hours north to Fargo, North Dakota this weekend. Three hours later, ran a marathon, taught a seminar that afternoon, got up the next day, ran a little bit more to loosen my legs up, taught another seminar, and then drove home last night for eight and a half hours. Got back home at, at two something in the morning. This stuff is what's saving me right now, and it's keeping me going. So imagine what it can do for you, just a nine to fiver. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Okay, Health Heroes, Tim James here. We're back with rap artist, third twin, Roy Moore, community outreach supervisor, and we also found out he's an actor. An actor as well, yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, you, you, you got into your backstory. Um, it really uh, touched my heart and um, reminded me about a lot of stuff with my brother. And now I want to, I want you to share, like, how did you come out of addiction? Because that's the important part. You're like, now, for the people listening that might be suffering with addiction or you have a friend or a family member with addiction, yeah, we know they have it. It's it's rough. How do we get them out of it, right? Well, uh, how'd you get out of it, I guess? Well, for me, like I said, I do music, and we did that great video called mm-hmm. Honesty. But a part of that that video and that, that song was, it's called Honesty because I had to get honest with myself. And what I did, it's basically like an inventory check of myself. And I had to check in to see, like, what condition my condition was in. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't like what I seen. And I, and I recognized at that moment when I got done with that song and heard that song, um, which I still get emotional sometimes when I listen to, that um, I was tired of living like that. 
So for me, what I did, I checked myself into a detox just so I can get those toxins out of my body yeah. and just take a break. You know, so once I did that, I I, uh, I went into treatment and then, um, you know, I got a support group. And, and what they say is when you're getting ready to fight addiction, there's only one thing you got to change. And that's everything. <laughs> so, you know, I start I start embarking on that journey of, of changing my life and, and finding a new way to live um, through, through a support group, through like minded people and through, um, you know, cognitive behavior therapy, which we call the steps and okay. for me. Yeah. OK, yeah. meditation. And um, I also did um, a lot of, uh, um, what is the word I'm looking for? I started seeking out other ways to enlighten myself. Acupuncture, mm. reading, like I said, meditation, going you know, out into the, you know, the, the wilderness and just enjoying life. But for me, it helped. You know, it, oh, it yeah. helped me tap into some spirituality that I needed to, to um, let myself see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's actually some Chinese healing practices that basically send people out in the wilderness. Wow. That's yeah. how they do it. I mean, the, the wilderness will heal you. There's, wow. and then you get in the science of it, there's negative ions that clean and purify the air and charge your cells and do all these things. But there's just, it's like it, we're disconnected from nature. Wow. And you yeah. think about it as a, you know, a gangbanger downtown Portland or Chicago or LA or whatever. I mean, yeah. you're so far disconnected from nature. I mean, where are you going to even find fresh food? Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. true, very true. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, just being out there, just I felt the cleansingness come over my body. Yeah. And, you know, once you start physically feeling that stuff, then I think mentally, you know, yeah, it open. can happen, you know, it does something to your, yeah. to your psyche. Yeah, yeah the, actually, what I've learned is that as you do change the internal terrain of the body and start eating healthier and detoxing like what you do, it mm-hmm. opens up your spiritual channels. Wow. That's what happens. So the cleaner you eat, uh-huh. the more connection and the easier that connection is with your, you know, your higher self and God, and which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. And, and like I said, you know, when you're a gamer, you're running the streets doing drugs, you know, harming people. The last thing on your mind is spirituality. <laughs> so that's a big part of it, too. I found a, a power greater than myself. Yeah. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. And um, Or was it? Well, there you go. Or was it? <laughs> the million dollar question. Yeah. You know, but I think we're vessels, so it quite, it, it quite, it could be me. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and so um, once I start tapping into that energy, life just start taking off. Yeah. And, and like the work that I do. Yeah. I found out that I had a bigger purpose. Yep. My music changed. Mm-hmm. What I wrote about, you know, what I talk about. And um, and it just led me to a healthier lifestyle altogether, man. That's awesome. You know? Kind of how we met. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how, let's, let's I want to give like people that are struggling, what are like three foundational strategies that you would give somebody that's dealing with drug addiction they feel lost, trapped, hopeless, the world's ending. Give me some more pills. Give me some more alcohol. I got to, I just can't deal with it. How do you, what were the three things that you'd recommend? One, I would definitely say find a support group. And, and, mm. and when I say support group, you know, family, they love us, but they don't understand necessarily what we're going through. So find people, like I said, that, you know, are like-minded people. You know, you, uh, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people you choose to be around. And so if you get a support group, kind of like how we talked about that credible messenger stuff, you know, who can understand what you're going through, they can support you in a way that you thought wasn't possible. Um, Another another thing I would say is find some spirituality because you're Mm going to need a power greater than yourself to to beat that. And then um, three, understand that it's a disease, not a moral dilemma. So it can't be treated. Good points. Yeah, it can't be treated. It's not a forever. 
It's not a forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so support group, like-minded people, Uh um, get into spirituality, Mm -hmm. figure it out. There's a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, I did mine through food. I actually changed my diet and that led me to it. Other people do exercise. Other people go to church. Other people... You know, yeah. have an extreme event happen in their life, yeah, like yeah. a death usually, mm-hmm. loss, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then number three would be um, understand that it's just a, it's just a temporary disease that can be turned around. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're living proof of it, right? I am. Yeah, that's my testimony. Yeah. Yeah. You're not doing meth anymore. Not doing meth anymore. Do you want to ever do that? Should never again? again in my life. I can't believe that I did. <laughs> I know. It's Looking like in the mirror today, and I'm it's like, like, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't. It doesn't even look like you, right? Like, yeah. How is that even possible? How is that even possible? So weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have a saying: by the grace of God, there go I. You know, yeah. whatever that God is, yeah. there go me again. So I have to stay vigilant. Yeah. And keep doing the things yeah. that keep me healthy. And I remember, like, how we met was, like, over at, we were over at Justin's, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And Justin introduced us. He's like, oh, yeah, this is the health hero. He likes to get people really healthy. And you're like, you know what? <laughs> yes. I was just thinking about upping my game right. with my health. And yes, like light bulb like, went oh, on. oh, I got you covered. No problem. Yes. yes. So now, as far as drug addiction goes and in your life now, so you got started on our products, and I want to talk about that. Yes. Um, I think you got on the gut detox, yep. the probiotics, and the greens. Yep. yep. What, what was your why? Did, why did you want to do that? And then and then what was your experience? Um, well, one, you know, I really love the detox part, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I want to clean out my system. And um, yeah, don't, unfortunately, I still smoke cigarettes. That's the next thing I'm gonna. Oh, play. I got to stop smoking protocol, bro. Okay, well, we'll, we'll talk. yeah, yeah I, I got your handle. That's the next thing. Yeah, but it's just all about living a healthier lifestyle. And um, I, I, I was, uh, you know, experimenting with ginger shots and and, and wellness shots. Mm-hmm. So when you told me about the greens, it was like light bulb went off right up my alley. And um, yeah, when you gave them to me, I swear by them now. I love them. Yeah, you know, immediately. Um, and I, here's a story. So I was I was taking them, and I got through my first cycle, but then I went out of town, and like literally left out of town the day that I finished them. And when I was out of town, I felt, I wasn't, my sleep wasn't the same, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel as energized. Um, and I just didn't feel as sharp as focused. Um, and so when that happened, I was like, I really like that stuff and, and, and I need it. And, and it has, it, it's helped me out. It's promoted some, some weight loss for me and I started working out. Um, man, it, like I said, it, it's helped with my anxiety. It's helped with my cravings, you know, because unfortunately one of the side effects of being a drug addict is that you'll crave that stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when I see a beer, it makes me it makes me want it sometimes. So, yeah, it's helped out with that. And, um, yeah, man, it just makes me feel better. And we talked about this. Like, it's it's helped me mentally. And you said there's, there's some evidence that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what ends up happening is you still, to this day, until it takes time, you still have drugs in your system. Mm-hmm. They're in your bloodstream. Right. And those are getting through the blood-brain barrier and getting into your brain, and they're still creating cravings at some level. Wow. Right? Yeah. So by purifying the blood, mm-hmm. like we do with the toxin detox, the blood purifier, and cleaning out your gut so that more pollutants and stuff doesn't get in through the bloodstream from the intestinal tract, then we're, we're cleaning you up, basically. We're taking the car into the shop, and we're flushing the engine, wow. we're flushing <laughs> the transmission fluid, yeah. and then we're flooding the body with the proper fuel that's farmed out of our soil. That's where the green juice, green 85 product comes in. Wow. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like this trifecta thing. And then the probiotics that you're taking uh-huh. are actually rebuilding and reconstructing the, the, your immune system inside of your gut health, which is also boosting and strengthening your brain because the gut and the brain are connected. Wow. So yeah. not only is it cleaning it out, but it's rebuilding the brain through the mm. gut. We're rebuilding your brain through your gut. Okay. And that's what's happening. And then with all the, you know, 
the nutrients and stuff in there, it's also helping with hunger cravings and. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely helps. Yeah, out with and that, your yeah. energy goes through the roof uh-huh. and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff. So it's a process. So you and most of us, like me, I mean, for thirty-seven years, I was eating deficient foods and I didn't know it. I thought I was eating healthy. Right. And um, my gut was jacked up, and I had you know all those problems, blood coming out rectally, and I was thirty-eight pounds overweight. So I was able to clean up my gut and heal myself from the inside out, and then that's how you get nice healthy skin, how you get your energy back up, and how you heal yourself of all kinds of problems that people are facing today. So um, we use these protocols for post-traumatic stress because it's also brain-related. Yeah. Right? yeah and you yeah. had that mm-hmm. from that traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had a, a lot of traumatic experiences. Brother, yeah. mom, best friend, you know, um, gangs and all these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's how it's working. And, and that's how um, you're able to feel like you feel today. So... You're taking the products now. How do you feel today compared to when you started? Uh, well, one, I feel light on my feet. <laughs> I, yeah. Excuse me. Like I said, I, I feel a lot more focused. Um, and like you said, it really helps out. Well, like I said earlier, it really helps out with my cravings. Yeah. And so all the way around, I just feel healthier. And, and um, yeah, I've, I've been telling my friends about it. And, and I got people that are like, I want some. I need to get some. Me and my, my significant other, now my fiance, she's, she's tried them with me and yeah, she loves them as well. Yeah, so it's just helped me all you know all the way around, man, physically and mentally. Yeah, so, yeah I feel good off of it. It's awesome. Yeah. So what we have, what we've put together, then is basically like a clinic in a box for those people listening today, um, checking into the show. If you're dealing with whether it's a food addiction, a drug addiction, or whatever, we get your blood clean, we get your gut clean, we start flooding your body with bacteria, these good ones, these spore based. We flood your body with green nutrition. It's going to literally change the internal chemistry in your body, and it's going to knock those cravings down. Um, for those of you dealing with heroin addiction, we actually have protocols for that or any other drug addictions <clears throat> besides this. And you can check into that at our website uh, under chemicalfreebody.com. Click the coaching tab and you can book a free 30-minute session to talk about these addictions and how to overcome them. Mm-hmm. And you know, another good point is that there's a, there's actually a clinic in California called the True North Clinic. Okay. And they do okay. supervised water fasting. So for those of you that you know, um, have somebody dealing with something right now, you can rush, you know, you can ship our stuff to you and you can get started. But if you really have somebody really dealing with it, you can go down and see Dr. Um, Alan Goldhammer at the True North Clinic and they do these supervised medical water fasting that puts you on only water for like two, three weeks. Wow. But they have, I think it's like an 80% success rate with addiction. Really? Yeah. So it's beyond because what when you when you're just pushing water through your body, your body's just going to start burning up all the fat, and the fat stores a lot of these toxins and a lot of these uh, addictive chemicals that are yeah. in the fat, yeah. and it just it gets rid of all of it very quickly, and then boom, new you. Because a lot of these um, rehabilitation clinics have a really low two, three, four, five percent success rate with people. Yeah. People relapse very quickly, and yeah. they're very expensive. Where the True North Clinic is like 140 dollars a night, which includes your room yeah. and your water. <laughs> Because <laughs> they ain't feeding you because you ain't eating nothing. Yeah, you're going to that water right? fast. But it yeah. works, and it works good. Yeah. So, um, well, is there any uh, last uh, words that you would like to leave with the listeners today about addiction or, or just anything in general that you think would be, uh, you know, that could touch the lives of people out there that are dealing with addiction? Yeah. Well, one, thank you for having me on the show. Oh, man, you're you welcome. Know, I, you my know, my I pleasure. You, I love having you here. Yeah, I love the product, and yeah, yeah, it's really changed my life. But one thing I would say is, uh, like I said before, man, that... Um, you know, that you truly, you, you truly can make a change, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not easy, but it's worth it. And and the reward is not in the uh, the change that, that happens, but it's the journey. Yeah. You know, you learn a lot about yourself. And if I can do it, an ex-game member who's been shot, been on drugs, who's hurt people, who comes from this community, who lost everything, 
if I can do it, then you can. You know, um, you just have to stay focused and, um, you know, keep your eyes on the prize and, and just decide to make some change. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thanks. Thanks so much, uh, Roy, for coming on. Thank you for having or me. Or third twin. Either or. Either or. Either or. <laughs> it, was a, it was really uh, special having you on today. So, and thank you guys for listening, all of our international subscribers and, you know, all over the place now. I like people in Puerto Rico and Taiwan and, wow. and Singapore. Wow. And, like, uh, there was somebody in Iran that was listening. We've had people in New Zealand, Australia. All you people, if I, if I didn't mention your country or whatever, it's just there's so many of them now. It's so cool. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe to our channel here at the Health Hero Show. Share these videos. Help some other people. Pay it forward. Roy has got a fantastic story. And I'm sure if you share this video, you could totally maybe save somebody's life, which would be totally awesome. Um, that ripple effect. And, and, and leave a review. So we're always trying to improve and get better over here. And, uh, and remember, change yourself. Change your world. And we will see you again next episode. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) 